Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Fried coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. If you want more, hey, listen, I do this twice a week. I got you up pod. That's another day. I'm, I, I never shut the fuck up, but if you're looking to get involved with the Patreon, Patreon, I'm doing three extra podcasts a week for $5 a month. That is what we call a deal, people. So in the three podcasts, Luxury Lounge, One More Email, Coffee with J-Train, they are all similar but different to this. It's it's the great guy you know talking about some different things. So Luxury Lounge has turned into a phenomena on Patreon. I'm reading people's luxury complaints and I am I'm I'm complaining with them. It's a duet of complaints. So people write in about the coffee person at their Starbucks or that their garage key doesn't work. All the things that you 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 would be ashamed looking at someone during a pandemic. And being like, can you believe he won't text me back? It's a lot like this podcast. This podcast is the podcast of luxury issues. So Luxury Lounge every Wednesday. One more email. That's a longer email that I couldn't get to here. That's every Friday. And then Coffee with J-Train. I just talked about A-Rod and J-Lo breaking up. So I get into pop culture. $5 a month. Uh, three extra podcasts a week. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It is in the bio of this episode. So shout out to that. Live shows, doing live shows. Um, I'm going to be Charleston. I'm going to be Long Island and Charleston. Atlanta is coming, but they don't give you the link until a month before. Um, And then we got some other places coming. New Jersey's coming up a lot. Um, If they're not on my website now, they'll be there. JaredFreed.com. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Also, the special, socially distanced, of course. It is 35 minutes of material about 2020 and the social anxieties of 2020. So if you haven't had a chance, make it a night, make it a night, make it a night. And I'm very excited. Today's guest, um, have you been on before? I don't think so. That's crazy. Okay, uh, new to the podcast, but an old friend of mine, very excited, hilarious comedian, Esther Steinberg, everybody. Thank Esther, you. how are you? I'm okay. What? Uh-huh. What do you mean okay? I mean, yeah, the, look out the window. It's not a happy day here in New York. It's a little bit I'm good. Dreary. That's a Jewish amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, Steinberg is, Esther Steinberg is the name that you would expect. Eh, that that noise. Uh, <laughs> am i supposed to lie i usually i'm like i'm so good thank you so much how are you that's very oh, la I, that's so la new yeah, york no, is I, like I, eh. uh, yeah a growl like a bear <laughs> sound you just go into animal noises um listen everyone listening needs to go check out esther at esther.steinberg on instagram and i guess the reason you haven't been on this podcast yet is like I think I started it when you moved to L.A. Because I've known you a long time, forever. Forever. Literally Since forever. Since like 2000 and like 10, 11? I don't 10. know. That's when I started. 2010, yeah. Um, and we were at Eastville hanging out, doing shows. Uh, well, I open just- mics, paying $5 to put our name on a list of a thousand people buy a diet coke in order to perform that's right and so i guess that's the reason because then you moved away and i was doing it in studio with people and you're not here and you're back and forth it's hard to schedule so that's my bad and now i feel bad about that but i i would say um everyone needs to go check out esther on instagram at esther.steinberg and we're gonna get into she has a new special okay we've done the special game here it's called Burning Bush. It's coming out March 30th, and it's on demand. It's anywhere, Apple, it's where else? Am- Roku, Amazon. Amazon. Apple, Roku. Um, you know, it'll be available if you're in prison. There, You can buy videos Prisons. from that application. Just anywhere, Google Play, if you're, if, you know, if you have an Android. And, and listen, these are all the these are all the platforms that you're like, wait, do I have it? And it's on your TV on this like the streaming part of it. And it's like, get involved, make it a night, just like you did with my special. Go, go, go. It's called Burning Bush. Esther's so funny. 
What is uh, Burning Bush? Explain explain how you taped the special. Give us give us the oh, one minute how God. it went. Okay, so at first I was pregnant and I was called up my manager and I'm like, listen, bitch, we need a pregnancy special. And she was like, mm. I'm on it. And then it was like it turned into uh, apparently a pandemic. And so they yeah, were like, we're going to hold off. I know. And I said to myself, OK, whatever, we're going to hold off. And in a normal situation, someone's like, listen, we're going to have to push your special. You're like, that's fine. But in my situation, I was like, we can't hold off. I'm nine mm. months pregnant. If we push it any longer, it won't be a pregnancy special. These jokes will be irrelevant. So we pushed it. And then I ended up having we pushed it. Everything pushed. We pushed like the baby. Exactly. Yeah. So many stupid baby puns. Anyways, we pushed it until uh, July. So I was six weeks postpartum. And I said to myself, I was like, a lot of people have had it. Okay, hold on. Special. I'm an idiot. Postpartum, I would assume it just means after six you had weeks, the baby. Six weeks after I had the baby, which means whole new material, whole new jokes, all the jokes about like being in the hospital and all mm -hmm, the jokes about. Mm -hmm. You're My, thinking on stuff. You, you're you're going through experiences and you're going, there's something here. There's something there. And I would assume there's unstoppable. a well, there's a, I would assume there's a little bit. And I have it with, you know, when I taped on New Year's, I'm like, man, all of these things feel undone. Right. Undone. Like, does, like, Never done before. More. Not just that. I feel like sometimes in the past before the pandemic, mm. you and many I will just say extremely successful comedians will do this their act a hundred million times really every single city in the whole entire country over and over and over and over mm -hmm. and on their 1000th performance it'll be taped by Netflix sure and they fucking hate their jokes by then and you can kind of feel it a little bit there there is this sense of like <laughs> they've said it before it's not you know they got to put a little oomph behind it you're right. And you know that they've done this so long. And there's a beauty to like marinating jokes and working on them for 12 years before you tape. Uh, but yeah, some of the jokes were very fresh. First time I ever said them out loud, but they were so raw and real because it was it, I did a joke about breastfeeding and drinking my breast milk on the plane ride on the way to L.A. Because they wow. didn't have any snacks on the plane. So you're like, I got to drink up. I got to find. I, got <laughs> I was I, freaking. I, I was pumping my tits because you have to pump. You can't just have milk. You consistently have to pump it. I have. This is. I, I mean, are you learn when you when you say you consistently have to pump it? Like that's it's not something like you, do, you do. You prepare for that. Like, how do you get ready? Like, is there like a class you're taking? Like, you're there's classes. To pump. And I didn't take it, although there's like there's lactation consultants that like teach you how to do it. But mm. I had to do that online. So I was showing my boobs online for the first time. <laughs> and I was, thought, so I was paying money. Yeah. Uh, I was like, when, it's a weird when dynamic. I, I was going to be the one paying money for this. So you're a new mom. You got the special March 30th, Burning Bush, anywhere on demand. Go, go, go. Get involved at Esther.Steinberg on Instagram. What has been the biggest surprise as a, as a new mom? You're a new mom. What's the big surprise? What was the thing you didn't expect? I mean, the pic. Okay, okay. The pictures are cute, right? You have mm. your kid and it's kind of cute. But then other than that, it's, it's, uh, it's a brutal journey of your mind, body, and soul. And... Yeah, just like do you I, have, do, are you, when you become a mom, do you have to say mind, body and soul when you live in New York? You're like, I, I have think to so, because it's like sentence. emotionally, it's a, a train wreck. I can't watch him cry. I can't. Yeah, it, you know what? It's it's tough. And I'm like a tough chick who kind of gets things done and gets what I want. Like, I'm all about like, let's manifest. Let's do this. And now I'm like, oh, this is this is impossible. I fucking i can't do this i can't <laughs> no done. more manifesting i have to actually you know <laughs> deal with this human being yeah, yeah no, no crystal wishing. is gonna yeah. get this kid to shut the fuck up <laughs> well listen i want everyone to go check out the special i'm pumped you're here let's uh let's answer some emails you ready i'm i'm excited i have i have some experience with okay good I mean, listen, we dating. have a lot of different stuff going on. It's dating, it's marriage, it's relationships. J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com. Hi, J train. Love your podcast. I've been listening for years. Listen to all the ones on iTunes. Saw you live in 2019. I've listened to your album so many times. It's hilarious. To my question, 
I recently moved to a new city and have been meeting some great guys at the local dog park. There's a two-mile track around it, and sometimes we will walk around it together, chatting for the whole 45 minutes. Then when we get back to the parking lot, it's just something like, nice meeting you. Maybe we'll see each other again. What the fuck? Why don't they ask for my number? None of them have mentioned a significant other, and I think moving to a new city hours away from my hometown indicates that I'm single. I was thinking I could say something like, why don't you take my number and we can plan to meet here or plan a play date for the dogs? Would that make it clear that I'm romantically interested? Should I blatantly ask a guy if he's seeing anyone before trying to give him my number? So my question comes down to... One, tips, strategies, conversation topics I could use to give a guy my number without looking thirsty. One, B, just want to add that I'm friendly with other women and couples at the park too. I'm one of those people that talks to people standing in line and in the waiting and in waiting rooms. Oh, okay. Uh, Two, (laughs) (laughs) look at my, Jess just is like, that's like my grandpa. Yeah, it's him writing in. No, I'm kidding. Um, How to hint that he should ask for mine. Three, tips don't have to be dogs park specific. Just how to end a first conversation with contact information exchanged. I'm 32. Very friendly, smiley, attractive, but not everyone's type. And my dog is super cute and playful. Pick of us attached. I just realized writing this that I, while I'm friendly, I guess I'm not flirty. Should I touch a guy's arm or something? I would do that on a date, but is that too much for a chance meeting? Please include flirting tips. Thanks for the advice and the amazing content you put out. I'm looking at a picture of her and the dog. The dog doesn't matter. She's very good looking. She's perfectly... Jess is looking. Yeah. She's cute, right? Yeah, wait, hold on. What kind of dog? The dog. She was more interested in the dog. Not a black lab, but adorable. What type of dog is that? It's like a boxer mix. Boxer mix. Okay. Esther Steinberg, what do you think? I got it. So um, this was my line, and I guess, you know, I can give it away. Yeah, it's over for you. You're done. You're you're a mom. Since I'm married and have a kid, I can give away all my secrets. So all flirting is done for you. You're out. (laughs) I love a flirt. (laughs) And I usually start off, okay, if we're walking around, like, I don't know. Okay. Um, I think like don't be shy about feeding a guy's ego. Like, oh, you're really cute, or oh, what? you know what? You have really nice eyes. Give him a, throw him a compliment. So he feels empowered mm. now, like kind of balls in it. Oh, you have a really nice smile or something. Tell him you like his stupid shoes, anything that he will just be like, Oh shit. She's into this. Then hit him with this. This is the best compliment. Okay. Go. You must have a million girlfriends. Oh, so play up his dog. Yes. So to speak. Yes. Not, not the dog, but the dog within. You must have a million girlfriends. That <laughs> hearing it from you saying it as a lie makes me laugh because it's like, <laughs> man, it will work because it's gonna sound stupid now. Like, oh, you must have like a million girlfriends. Uh-huh. Is one of those that I'm like, oh my god, you know. But then. In the moment, it's gonna work. It's but think about a beautiful woman. You walk up to this beautiful woman and be like, "You must be out on dates all the time. You're gorgeous." Well, I think a woman can say it, and a man says it, and it's like, "Okay, Rico Suave, (laughs) fucking put it away. Take off the fedora. It's enough." (laughs) But when a woman says it, I I think a guy is dumb enough and ego filled enough that that coming at you, you go, "Oh, uh, no!" And then they have to blush. They're gonna laugh. They're gonna go. A million? No, I'm not. No, just I have two. a wife. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually married. I take off the ring to to, to walk a, the dog because yeah, I've it's got like a, boring. A wife and a side piece, but other than that, I am looking for a girlfriend. Yeah, let me just say to her email. It seems like she's doing all the right things. I I I think like the idea that like she's not getting the number at the end. I think that should let you know that they're seeing someone. Let's let's live in that land first. I wouldn't take it so personally. I don't think they went on a walk with you and they were like, fuck that ugly bitch. Like, that's not what they thought. I'm looking at you. That's impossible for them to think. How long the, of a walks are these? I'm sorry. I'd be a little bit 45 minutes. I'd be uncomfortable if my husband was going on a 45 minute walk with a very attractive girl and her cute dog. The dog doesn't matter once again. I I think no guy. I just think if like the guy like she has to like change her perspective on this, I think. And I and but I agree with you. Subtle lines like that where it's like 
Hey, you, how many girlfriends, you must have a lot of girlfriends. You're, yeah. you know, you, you, you get, a, you get shoes. information out of people when you feed their ego and women don't understand. Well, maybe they do. Um, but you have a man's man's ego to play with, like feed yeah. it, boost it. And and like, be like, Oh, we're casual friends. You take yeah. the friend position and be like, you must have a bunch of girlfriends. You go on a lot of dates. Like, do a stand up bit. Hey, what do you do? Huh? Yeah. You date you, a lot. You fucking you, someone you're giving advice like a sensei <laughs> would give well it's like sensei stuff because in you know in a, like in martial arts they're like use their weight against them you know it's like you don't have to be the biggest in the room this is the same thing use the ego that you know is within these guys and to tr you know for them to trip into their own way but i would say a bigger thing for her is if they're not asking for the number after a 45 minute walk you have to ask yourself, are you attracted to the type of person that you would need to ask them to give you your number at that point? Like, I think she has to like look at it as like, hey, I'm great. I'm wonderful. I had a fun time with them. Oh, and they didn't ask for my number. That's fucked. Oh, that's not that hot to me. Like she's looking, I think like doing what you're saying and not at the end, she's like, how do I ask someone for the number? Hey, this you can go. Hey, this was a great time. I'd love to exchange information. Let's get a drink sometime. Let's get a drink sometime. Here's my number. Let's get a drink sometime. At least the ball's in his court. At least you give him the digits. He gets to you or he doesn't. But I'm saying at that point, after 45 minutes, if you've said to him, you must have a lot of girlfriends, I wouldn't want to go out with that person. You know, you're what about like following someone on social media and then kind of hitting them up through that? Is that tacky? Like you should follow my dog. My dog has an Instagram. I don't know. The because you both have dogs, I would think in the dog community you'd be like, "Oh, now he's she's trying to get a follower for this new dog." Ugh. Like uh I just think she asked for like the dog park thing like if you spoken to some like people guys do what guys want to do. You can lean on that. If you didn't What's get the number Are you do you, are you seeing someone? Do you have a girlfriend? You could say that. Hey, do you have a girlfriend? And then you'll realize right away that most of these guys probably have girlfriends and that's why they're not asking you for your number. Oh, you like, do have a girlfriend. Oh, so nice meeting you. Stop wasting my time. Well, that's the thing. She says she's a friendly person and I'm sure she doesn't want to look like that person that only talks to single people. She's like, I listen, I get it. I think, um, but I think she's concentrating too much on what I'm doing wrong and not enough on, I don't want to date a guy who won't even ask for my number. So there must be a reason either girlfriend, either not my type, either uh, wife okay. who took off his ring to go to the, uh, you know, into men. It can be all those things. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Truff. Wow, people, listen, I, 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 I'm such a fan of Truff because it's made my healthier lifestyle easier. You're like, Jared, but it's a luxurious hot sauce that has truffles. How could it help your healthy lifestyle? Well, I'll tell you right now, when I'm eating egg whites and I put a little dab of truff on there, it takes me to a different land. Now I'm not fueling. I'm not sitting there in miserable egg white land. I'm in luxurious truffle egg hot sauce nirvana. That's where I am. It takes you to a different place. It takes your meals to a different place. Now the regular grilled chicken that you're having for dinner to stay healthy on a Tuesday can be a little bit more luxurious, can be a little bit more fancy, can be a little bit more delicious. Truff is making regular things luxurious and, and and at a fair price. And it's also, let me just reiterate, a great gift. Oh my God, Truff is is made to be given. It is beautiful. The packaging is gorgeous. It's one of those things that people go, whoa, what, what, what made you think of me for this? And you go, I just think you're uh, a luxury, awesome person and you deserve the finest. And then it's like, oh, me? You know, Truff has also now pasta sauce and truff mayonnaise have joined the luxury hot sauce to bring all your meals to the next level that's so i gave the pasta sauce to my brother my brother had uh, uh his lady over and he made the pasta sauce he was taking pictures of it she was taking pictures of it it looked like they were at the finest italian restaurant in new york city i'm telling you and that's the thing about truff is like it looks good on the table good on the pasta delicious in your mouth bum they you, you got to get it and the mayonnaise i mean Listen, and before making yourself another so-so sandwich, switch out that old boring mayonnaise with truffle mayo or spicy truffle mayo. The mayo is seriously the greatest thing you'll ever taste. And that is, again, 
another way to take your food from regular and I'm staying healthy, it's a Tuesday, to, hey, I'm living, I'm having a great time. Throw a dab of that mayo on, ooh! And just for my listeners, they're giving you an even better offer. Get 15, one five, 15% off site-wide, plus free shipping with promo code JTRAIN, 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 at truff.com. That's 15% off plus free shipping on everything. So people, as far as gift giving is concerned, someone right now is heading into the spring and they've gone through a tough winter. This is the perfect gift for them. And now you have options. Maybe they're not a hot sauce person, but they maybe are a mayo person. Maybe they're a pasta person. I think all of us are pasta people. That's right. Just shop at Truff. That's T-R-U-F-F. F is in fantastic. Truff.com. And use promo code JTRAIN for 15% off plus free shipping on everything. It's JTRAIN Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with Esther Steinberg at Esther.Steinberg. Go, go, go. The special Burning Bush, March 30th on demand anywhere, anywhere. Apple Play. What do they call it? Google Play. All the things your parents don't know how to use. It's on there. <laughs> go. This is <laughs> a li- lifestyle I question. I can't find it. I, I recently noticed that sometimes my sister doesn't tip 20% at restaurants. Okay. Um, this is, okay. This person's through conversations. I found out her fiance treats a tip as a very literal reflection of service. And it seems like it's rubbing off on her as someone who used to be a waitress. I think this is wrong. I believe 20% is standard and you should only go up from there. I only tip under 20% if the server intentionally does something catastrophic. Hi, I, it's hard to know if they intentionally did something catastrophic, right? What'd they do to us? Oh, the almond milk. We had a situation. Uh, One I time, pitch someone out and still leave twenty percent. I'm like, th- you I will. will it's twenty year minimum. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna take your money away, but I'm gonna let you know how not happy I am. I'd rather bitch you out than stiff you. Out. I'm like, take the money, but you fucked up. So we once had a waitress. We were at this really nice restaurant, Jess and I, and we're at the restaurant and the waitress is like not connecting with Jess. But like to me, I was like, for whatever it felt like, it felt like like I and I don't mean this as a hard. This sounds horrible, but it felt like a very female interaction that wasn't going well, if that makes sense. It didn't feel it was like it was an interaction that I've never had with a person ever. Happens all the time. And, and I was watching them kind of spar the whole meal. Just like, you know, Jess would say, I don't, you know. And, and then at one point in the meal, Jess looks at this waitress and is like, um, I, can we get some, we're going to get coffee and dessert. So she's like, she brings the coffee and we're like, and Jess is like, do you have any almond milk? I'd like some <laughs> almond milk. And then the waitress is like, uh, yeah, we have almond milk. And like, does it, and is like, kind of throws it at her. And then we, I'm like, oh, and we're going to get the, we're going to get the cheesecake. And the waitress looks at, looks right at Jess and goes, you know, there's milk in that. And it's like, do you? I'm triggered. I also do an almond milk and I'm vegan every other week. Mm. And it felt like her, she felt like it was like her turn. it, It was judgmental. It did. And I saw that. I was like, wow, that's like. Shit. I was very like, shaming. My well, my initial reaction, I went, Rear! Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Let, let me ask you something. Follow-up question. Did you Rear Cat with was there different color hairs? I somehow find was, myself like a brunette is super nice to me. Oh, we, we both have brown hair. Je- and then, like, Jess, did she have different color hair than you? She wouldn't let us pour our wine. She yelled at us. Yikes. Trauma. She's got issues. And then I was like, rear. This is hot. Yeah, Maybe it was she really, really awkward. I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding. Was there a chance she was like into you and trying to like. No, love Island she wasn't into way? me. It, it, it really was. It was bizarre because I, I didn't notice until the, the 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 cake thing where I was like when she was like, there's milk in that. And then like stared into Jess's soul. And I was like. Ooh, wow! like I was like, this is icy cold. And I was like, yeah, it's so. And then Jess had to explain herself. She's like, well, I like almond milk. And like now. I said, it's not an allergy. 
She goes, it's not an allergy. It's a preference. And then she took her stilettos and put them over her shoulder and walked away. Good. <laughs> and then I, how was the tip? I went 20. I, I Listen, I'm a 20 percenter too, but I do understand. I do think we should get like a like – a, Oh, Jess was mad at me for tipping 20. Yes, I was. She was mad. So she was – but to me, when you say the surfer intentionally does something catastrophic, like I don't – I even came away from that meal being like, I don't think that she intentionally, I think you just guys didn't get along. No, it sounds like this woman had so much baggage, had a bad day, just got dumped, like hates everything. And then she just, just took it right out on Jess for no reason. Something, something, it, it has nothing to, to do. I That's wanted my... to go through her Instagram and find a women uplifting other women post and be like, you think, you think it now? You know, like yeah. to put it in her face. Um, okay, so I write, she writes, I don't care as much when we pay separately, but it really bothers me if she pays the entire bill and intends to Venmo us or something. I've passively made comments telling her to tip 20% when that happens, but it really bothers me that I even need to be commented or a concern of mine. Do I need to just resign myself to leaving a bigger tip anytime I'm out with her, or is this something I can have a real conversation with her about, or is this none of my business? My Type A older sister nature wants to just tell her what she uh, what she has to do, but obviously I don't. I know that's not the right way to handle it. So please set me straight. How can I help her see that nickel and diming servers isn't the way to go? Sincerely, am I on Moral Mountain? So what do you think? I would say, oh my God, thanks for treating. Um, who's gonna pay the tip? Should I? I can do the tip if you wanna, and then we can mm. and like just just take care of the tip. Yeah, I wouldn't get it. I would. Who's Venmoing? Do you do you approach? I mean, some people do. I want to put on my credit card for the points, um, and then I'll vet, and then you Venmo me. I, I, I oh, I love the person who's so concerned about their Delta miles, but is like, "Fuck you, I'm not going to tip." Like, what a how right? cheap? Yeah, it's a weird way to. And it, it, I mean, this seems to be like a problem that the sister has with her fiance. Like, and and it's now it's. She's watching her sister get infected by the fiance. And this is like if we look at this as a bigger issue, her fiance treats a tip as a very little reflection of service like that person is an annoying person to be at dinner with that. They're sitting there doing a checklist at the end. Oh, well, they did do a good job here. And that based off of their fucked up math, like that's fucked up. I would be annoyed at that. Send them to the restaurant that you guys went to with almond milk. <laughs> I, mean, um, I thought I, you did a great job. I don't know. I, I am also because I have sisters and it's very difficult. I've spent my whole life being like, how can I change them and, and form them into other versions of me? And maybe mm. I'll do that with my kids. You can't change people's behavior. You can change your own behavior. But how much can you? You can take care of the tip. Take care yeah. of it. But you're not going to be able to penetrate your sister, get into her brain, change the way she tips. It's not. And the you're not going to change the fiance and the fiance, the mental makeup of someone <laughs> who gets done with a meal and then goes, hmm, what do I get to bequeath to this? Like as if they're, the you know, doing someone a favor when someone was literally working for them, if they. Like the 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 makeup of someone who goes from seventeen percent to twenty percent maybe is a little bit is going to take this as a personal affront. So you're not going to win this war. I would stop doing the Venmo shit. When you split, you go two checks. Take things in your own hands. You there put down what you put down. No more passive aggressive things. This is just what it is. Lead by example is really because to me, this isn't my sister uh, steals things from the restaurant. This is my sister does things differently than me. And 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 again, if anyone knows someone who's worked in the in, in the service industry, they take a lot of pride in tipping well and and feel a need to do it. So she might look at you and going, well, you were a waitress, so that's why you do those things. And. There's no real way to like convince her out of that. Every once in a while, I get my nails done and it's been really slow lately. I don't get them done all the time. But when I do, mm. the last time I did, I like felt like such a fucking hero. And I just was like, keep the change, whatever. And I gave her like a 
baller tip, like way beyond tiny percent. I was just like, keep it like probably, I don't know if it was 50%, but I just was like, keep it. And I just like, I felt like I was walking on sunshine. I felt like mother Teresa. I felt so amazing. Like, I think the person who gives a fat, fat, unnecessary tip to someone who may or may not deserve it, you make someone's day and you also make your own day. I, I think like, I, people are going to be shitty tippers. People are going to be normal tippers. And then a couple of times, I think it's actually really fun to like, I'm a big, Throw down. I, I never was this person. Um, so I, I'm a 20 percenter in, you know, I would say most cases, I think. Um, but I was never this person before the pandemic and I became this person. I am a big coffee tipper now. Yeah. And people used to make fun of that. People would be like, why do I got to put out, you know, they're putting out money at the barista stand. They're like, this is where they're, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's like a million Bits Make from your the 90s. If you want to do that, but if you want yeah. to go be a cool person, $5 doesn't mean much to you. It just, it does mean something to them at the end of the day when they're counting their. Sure. And I, and I'm sure it adds up and, and I'm sure it adds up for me, but I, I, there's something about that does feel good about that coffee tip because I know not everyone's doing it too. You know, on the selfish side, it's like, look at me. I'm the I'm the the one they must like, which that's probably not true. But I, I understand. I that. will tell you now. I've been at a server. The people who give fat tips. Oh my god! I worked at a restaurant. If you walked this weird old guy to his table, like walk with him, he hands you a hundred dollars. Girls, really? I was a yes, and it was, <laughs> Every, it was all these waitresses fighting each other. We to go were walk to the table pushing. Like we, there was one girl who like. <laughs> went from host to like event planner she would see that he had a reservation come downstairs from yeah. where she was working and walk this guy to his table and i'm like what a fucking bitch it's because so us funny. hosts were waiting for this guy yeah. and i would always say because i i'm really into karma now maybe i wasn't before but i really would say to someone like oh look at so and so they're coming in I think we should split because it was just so expected. Anyways, let's both walk him to the car. Let's suck his dick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I, there, there's got to be an element for that guy. Like I he must love that all these young women are like, f you know, fighting for him back to the ego conversation. He's like just waving a hundred dollar bill above his head like off a fish hook, you know? Why the fuck not? He made our days. You yeah. go home a hundred bucks if that weird old guy showed up. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you. And if you use credit cards to pay for the unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. I'm going to tell you right now, I love Upstart because it gives you an opportunity to see if you can find that metaphorical $20 bill in your pocket. Because Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debts all online. And I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone listening to this ad, but someone out there, just statistically, one of you has debt. One of you is paying a rate. Maybe you can lower it by going to Upstart and getting a better rate for you. But I don't know. This is an opportunity to check that out. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. That's also, if you're in a pinch, you need some money. Wow, what an opportunity. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane, turn. oh my God, this is a new sponsor. Ring the bell, new sponsor alert. This is a big deal. Jenny Kane turns your everyday moments into something special with items like their leather safari chair and alpaca basket weave throw. It's the little things that make all the difference. You've probably heard about Jenny Kane from your LA friends and now you can get it anywhere in the world. Bring that California cool into your home. Listen, people, I got the candles and I have the ash and cedar candles and 
and it is it, again a candle can take you from one place you close your eyes and now you're in another you're in a tranquil forest and you can smell the ash and cedar it's it's and and they're beautiful luxurious they look good on the counter and Jenny Kane you know they're doing it they got that they got that reputation they got that thing that you've heard about from your friend from California like oh you haven't heard of Jenny Kane now you've heard okay you've heard and now you got to get these candles because I have them and they bring you to a different place their signature pieces range from candles to slippers they have everything you need to, for your at-home retreat I just everything on their site kind of calms me if you know what I mean. But I the candles, ooh, I, I, I put them right up to my face. And I'm like, uh, and it takes you away. And also, I'm telling you, right now, it's refresh time. It's spring. We It's going to be the most spring spring that's ever sprung because, listen, you've had a year. And we've all had a year. And I think a Jenny Kane candle is worth getting for yourself or a loved one. From Sherling to Suede, Jenny Kane slippers are the ultimate indoor indulgence. They got slippers too. Made with exceptional quality, integrity, timeless design in mind. These are the pieces you'll love coming home to. Grounded in natural textures and inviting neutrals, Jenny Kane creates California-inspired classic for any room or mood. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15, 1-5, 15% off your first order when you use code JTRAINER checkout that's j-e-n-n-i-k-a-y-n-e dot com promo code jtrain jennykane.com promo code jtrain 15 percent off your first order when you use code jtrain jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com esther steinberg at esther dot steinberg on instagram burning bush that's a special go 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 the ghoster that got away Jared, I love listening to your podcast. Appreciate your solid advice. So I want to get your perspective on an unfortunate ending to a great bond. A great bond was had that day. Like, <laughs> okay, I was dating this guy. It's just a very, yeah, it's a very, um, it's a very uh, formal way to re- to talk about your ghoster. Oh, he ghosted, and we were having such a good bond over. <laughs> drinks in murray hill yeah i was dating this guy for about a month four consecutive dates went perfectly however he would only flirt with me the one day we saw each other and wasn't that great of a texter despite me bringing it up to him multiple times but was firm that he was interested in pursuing a relationship with me on the fourth date he wanted to sleep with me but i told him i wanted to wait until we were official to have sex few days later he sent me a text basically saying he needs to know uh if we are sexually compatible before before becoming an item after this the communication kind of drifted and we decided to stop seeing each other well i wound up drunk texting him on valentine's day Uh uh-oh that's not a good sign i wound up drunk texting him on valentine's day said something said some harsh things I followed up with an apology a few weeks later and offered to meet and talk over coffee, to which he agreed and also apologized to me for overstepping my boundaries. After leaving it to him to let me know when he'd like to meet up, he ghosted. And now I've been obsessing over this for longer than what I think is normal. Thoughts on this? Did he really just did he really like me or just want to fuck? Why did he ghost? Some days I feel like he's the one that got away. Esther Steinberg, what do you think? Run. Yeah, run. That it? <laughs> or, 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 okay. what do you want from this? I don't know. Part of me is like, fuck him and then run. Like, if, well, if oh, oh, you want to find out if he just wants sex? Well, sex well, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, what I have to tell this person is let's break down the details. Four dates that went perfectly. And then she writes, he'd only flirt with me on the day we saw each other. Not a great texter. Well, they didn't go perfectly. You're making excuses for him, okay? You went on four dates that were fun. You wanted to go on a fifth date. This guy tried to fuck on the fourth date, then let you know that he will not be committed to you, but he would like to fuck still, and you said no to that. That is perfectly fine. I think you're. she's making too much about this guy and not about her match and what she's looking for. She already assessed, it will not feel good for me to fuck someone and have them disappear the next day. It feels so bad for me that I'm willing to let someone go who won't agree to those terms. Good for fucking you. I think she did the right thing. And for her yeah. to say, and, and, and it's also, 
I think the the idea that he has to apologize is wrong. No, he, he was very know. upfront, transparent, and honest. And and so it, listen, he took you on four dates. And, and here's the thing: <laughs> everyone is allowed to work through um, how they meet someone in their way. Some people they go, I gotta have we, you know, I want to be able to be sexual with them. I want to be able to get to know them. I want to be able to whatever. Some people are like. I don't, sex is just icing on the cake for me and it's only good for me once I'm in a committed relationship. That's fine. Both are fine. You guys have a disagreement on how you get to the place where you want to commit to someone. And I would say, get away from this guy. He's not the one that got, got away. He's a version of someone that will come back in the future and you'll find someone like him but that feels the same way as you and is ready to like enter into what you're looking to enter into in the way that makes you feel comfortable, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, Oprah line is like, believe people when they tell you, like when you're on a date with a guy or having I think dreams. that was Maya Angelou. Like, oh, fuck. It's Maya. <laughs> and then Oprah consistently sure. quotes her. Okay, so it's like, oh, I'm such an asshole. Like That's okay. They are an asshole. Believe them. Listen to that. They're yeah. telling you. Um, also, another option, um, if you did have sex with him and it was terrible... Yeah, it might, it might get you, you off get of him. You, you get over it by the bad. You'd be disgusted by the bad sex. Oh. I, I, this person doesn't sound like that type to me. <laughs> I keep I, on wanting to get everyone laid. I'm like, just well, have a little bit of sex. Just have them send you a dick pic. Just see what you're working <laughs> with. And then there's a chance you'll move on and not even think about this guy and his here's weird a, micro penis. And here's the thing, though. Like, I know people create these rules so that they like feel more comfortable about their decisions because then it's the rules fault and not their fault type of thing. But this might, you might meet someone that you do want to have casual sex with in the future. And that's okay. <laughs> this guy, you emotionally were at a place where you're like, these were perfect dates. We, and, and, uh, and I, I want to be, I want to be going on more perfect dates. And it's like, yeah, I totally understand where you're like, I'm fearing that if we have sex, you just go away and then I'll feel like complete shit. Imagine how you'd feel right now if he ran away after you had sex. Because to me, this guy is letting you know, just like Esther said, he's letting you know exactly who he is. He is saying to you, I need this. You need that. I, I think getting together for coffee to like apologize, like both of you, like get that over it. Like, you want to see if you can maneuver this forward. There's no like innocent coffee when you're done with someone. You're like, I have my time is precious. Also, mm. I do. I hate to be the bearer of scary news, but when you meet the right person, it'll be quite obvious. And that guy will move mountains to be with you. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast. Am I wrong? G I think you're right. I think you're totally right. But I think this person knows their relationship with sex <laughs> and they know that they're, it's not going to be great and, and knows and doesn't trust that he's really pursuing her when he doesn't text between dates. That means he's texting other people. I mean, that means he's texting other people and caring to talk to other people that aren't you. So you didn't feel loved. You didn't feel wanted. And you were leaning on the dates to give you answers to questions in his head that you could never really get answered. And then when you said to him, I don't want to have sex with someone before I'm together, you found out exactly how he views sex and relationships. And it differed from you. So you let it go. Have sex with people. Yeah, figure, that's how figure, I feel too. Figure but that out. Figure it out. You want to make if they can make you calm, then maybe you want to be in a relationship. Why are we putting this? Like, why do women put it in the men's court? Um, but you I think judge but I think his she, judge his sex and find out if you want to be with him based on that. But I think she put it in her court too, where she knew she would feel badly. I hate this guy. I, I don't think he's wrong at all. <laughs> Who's taking women on great dates? <laughs> Esther's mad she didn't get a great date. Okay, it's fine. Okay. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Esther Steinberg at Esther.steinberg on Instagram. I think you're going to like this one. Joke stealing roommate. 
Jared, new listener, already a huge fan. I moved in with one of my very close friends about eight months ago, and we're both 24-year-old females. Everything's going well, but there's one thing that is bugging the absolute shit out of me. I'll make some jokes, puns, phrases that are what I consider pretty funny around my friends. The next thing I know, my roommate is using the same line to another group of friends or sometimes even the same group. Oh, my God, this is horrific. She's also 90% of the time overkills the joke. And she's selling it wrong to the point where my ears bleed. You're a funny guy. Any tips? Is there a way to just accept this and get over it? Or should I jokingly call her out for it? Love you. Robbed of my own jokes. Wow, she's living with the fat Jewish. This is crazy. (laughs) This is you have absolute right to be infuriated. I would be so mad. And, and, and she's butchering the jokes. She doesn't even like at, at the same time she could go, oh, that was Carrie's or something. You know, that was blankety blanks. You know, you can't. There are people who are sponges and I've been, interacted with them in my life and they will just sponge up everything you have and regurgitate it. And there's nothing there. Yeah, no, I, I would move out. Move out. It's done. Uh huh. I I wouldn't. Yeah. You can't live with someone like that. You'd censor all your funny. I know. And that's the thing. The problem is it's like holding in a fart. Like you just like want to <laughs> let it go. So, so she has to sit there like you either because there's no way to hide that you're now holding back she, and your roommate's going to feel that and she, it's going to become create tension. And this you have to let the fart out. I think I think she has to say I think that she needs to be publicly called out. And not in a joking way. I think she needs to be embarrassed. And it's like one of those things, when you go to prison, you punch the biggest guy in the room. This this person, this emailer, has to like slug her fucking roommate once and she'll feel it and I think it'll back her off. So the next time she do, does it, like it's like when someone makes fun of you and they're just not good at ball busting and you just stone face them and you don't give them the uncomfortable laugh, you let them sit in the bomb. You need this fucking bitch to bomb. And the way you do it, next time she's like, I don't know, what's a, what's a stupid pun? Like next time she steals one of your puns, hey, I said that yesterday. Or That's no, I, I'm about, okay, well, here's the really passive aggressive way to do it. And be like, don't go, oh, but passive aggressive with a roommate never works. I know, but I really would be like, uh, unfortunately, my, I would be like, hey, I have something really funny to say, but I can't say it out loud because I don't want you to repeat it to all of our friends later. Ooh, well, that's that's aggressive aggressive to me. That's not passive aggressive. <laughs> okay, that's, I don't know. That's my version of passive. Yeah, that's. Not, I think that's a good idea because you could either do it before it happens or you can do it after it happens. You either You either do it, and that, the way you just brought up, which I think is a great way, that could be done in private. Then that starts the conversation. And then you go to the list. You write it down. You go, oh, yeah. She'll go, no. What are you talking about? Yesterday, you took my <laughs> fart pun. The day before, you repeated the thing I said from lunch. The, and you go down the list. At that point, you could uh, bring it up to them, right? Wouldn't that, I think that's a good way to go if you're going to get ahead of it. If you're going to, I guess my way is more passive aggressive where you're out. She uses your pun. You go, I said that yesterday. You can say, oh, I don't mind if you steal my jokes, but at least give me credit. Yeah, at least give me credit. Yeah, and and laugh and smile. Oh, the other other day, Esther was saying blah, blah, blah. Like, do you understand how to tell someone that someone else said a joke? I would even don't plagiarize. Well, yeah, I saw, like, if I was to talk about your uh, a tweet or yours, a joke, I go, Esther. Esther Steinberg tweeted this the other day. That's what you say. That's how you do it. Uh, comics do that all the time. All the oh, time. you know who has a great joke? Oh my God, this is a this is a blankety blank tweet. This is a blankety blank joke. It would be crazy if I just said the thing, like the joke. Yeah, if I came on here and I was like, "So hot pockets," like yeah. people, are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I I think also you could do the thing where. You did the joke wrong. That's what you do it. Like when she butchers the joke, you can go, you did the joke wrong. She'll be like, what? You'd be like, I said that yesterday. It goes like this. And now you're the Oof. dad helping. Yeah, that that's a fun one. I hate, I hate when people <laughs> sponge because I also like to give people credit and think sometimes this is happening subconsciously. They're hearing mm. what you say. They obviously 
it's flattery. They think you're funny. They think you're interesting. They're hearing you and then they're regurgitating it. Um, it's unfortunate. You, you it's, it's going to happen over and over if, if you don't call them out. And really you got it. I think we just gave her a few ways to call it out. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. That's why MeUndies sources the softest, most comfortable fab fabrics imaginable. Choose from endless styles and sizes extra small to 4XL. Express yourself every day because what you wear on the outside should empower you from the inside. That's like their whole thing. I got to tell you, I love MeUndies and I love the fact that I know I can help you. I can help you right now. You're looking at that top drawer and there's an underwear that you kind of deal with that you kind of get through the one that you wear when everything else is in the wash. It's time to throw that pair away. It's time to get rid of them. I don't care who's listening to this. I don't care what your background is. I don't care who you are, how rich or poor you have a pair of underwear that you don't like. And I have one too. And I'm going to do it now. I'm going to my, I'm going to my drawer. I'm walking over and I'm tossing it and I'm going to throw it in the garbage and I'm going to go, you don't control me anymore. I found MeUndies. And that's right. I'm letting you get free from this. MeUndies just released their lightest, stretchiest, and most breathable undies yet. Breathe by MeUndies was made for your movement. Their super stretchy, super meshy fabric feels invisible and stays put so you don't have to. Check out their new Breathe collection in New ultralight anti-odor quick dry undies and socks. I have these. They're unbelievable. I noticed it the minute they came out of the package that they were even better than the regular me undies. So for any first-time purchasers, get 15, 15% off your first order, free shipping at meundies.com slash JTrain. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. I'm telling you, that old pair of underwear in your drawer, that's got no return policy. I can promise you, you don't have a place to send that back to. MeUndies is here for you. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain for 15% off and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. 15% off your first order and free shipping. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Esther Steinberg at Esther.Steinberg. Go, go, go. Go follow, go follow, go follow. The, po the, the special, she's got a podcast, Stand Up Mom. Tell the people about your podcast, Stand Up Mom. I interview stand-up comics about their birthing experience and how they got pregnant. And it's very interesting. Some people got pregnant on accident. Some people got pregnant on birth control. Ooh. Some people tried to get pregnant and couldn't. And then at 40 got pregnant. Anyways, we talk about all the different birthing experience and I am very anti-mommy shaming, like mm. back off. Mo being a mom is hard enough. Like, no one needs anyone else's comments. I used to post a picture and someone be like, his seatbelt's on. You need to do that. I'm like, I'm terrified to post a picture of my kid. Yeah. Because people will be like, that you sucks. Know, and, and, and people do that wear stuff. Socks. Listen, I see it, it's interesting because like I'm in this world where I post these like dating. I po I'll post a video from this podcast on Instagram. So sometimes you float into this world of people that don't listen to the podcast. They don't understand the perspective that I come from with all these emails, how I have comics on and, you know, a podcast, if you get a clip, it's easy to go, well, I would. And you see those, the way those comments are written under some of the Instagram thing. I'm like, yeah, go talk to your friends about it. Like, I, I don't know who asked for your perspective on this. You know, like I, I want you to tag a friend. I want you to like it or don't and move on. And it's like, you know, the idea of like a mom, I, I do get understand a little bit where those mom comments, you're like, who cares oh, they how you do I wasn't you because if someone makes a comment like he really shouldn't be eating that I post like dumb of dumb video of him like eating a piece of asparagus and they're like yeah. he can really choke that's not because then you're you're the safety of your kid and you're like oh no maybe they're right like like they're basically telling you about you're a bad mother without even saying those words yeah and of course I just spend my every second of the day worrying about my kid and spending so much money on Amazon for every new toy for this child. And I'm like breaking my back, lifting him. He's 30 pounds. And then to get someone to be like, he really shouldn't be using a pacifier past six months. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Th this is making the house a little bit easier to live in during a pandemic. <laughs> Why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Yeah, it's like fucked up. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. I see it. I see it in the, because I I see it because I think it's hard when 
people don't really see how they sound on comment sections and stuff or like that. Or guys will sure be they... like, you look good. You really look different. You really like, I know that I really, was I know I was fat and pregnant. Like the guy that works at my building is constantly being like, you look really different. I'm like, I had a baby. Please stop <laughs> commenting about my fucking ass. That's ridiculous. And he knows you're married. You live with your husband. Like, and I, ugh, of course, like that's like the thing, like you understand that I'm married and I I just had a baby. You see me every single day. Of course, I look different. That's how women's bodies work. I look yeah. like shit. I look like a big, fat, <laughs> gross, sweaty whale. And now I look a little bit better. Listen, that is not true, but. You look fine. I, I think it's weird that like like even like but the door guy, like where does that even come from? Like where does he think that's going? I don't know. I like him a lot and I don't want to hate him. I just say he clearly doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is your way of checking in on him. Let's do listen. one more email. You ready? <laughs> Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I forwarded you an email. We're gonna do this one. Okay. Do you have your inbox in front of you? Yeah. When are you going to have kids, huh? Um, it's feeling late in the game right now, no? Um, no, no, not at all. You look amazing. It's time. Uh, um, yeah, I, I see know. the email. Okay. We're going to read the screenshot at the end, but let's do the email. You ready? This is called, What the Fuck Happened to My Hinge Date? Last month, I matched with a guy on Hinge. He's 28 and I'm 29. We had a good conversation, quickly moved from the app to texting daily. After about a week of texting, he asked me for out for food and drinks. I said yes. The date got pushed back because our city kept getting hit with snowstorms, so we continued to text daily for a couple more weeks before we actually got to meet. I think that's too long. I think that's telling you something right away. Snowstorm or no snowstorm, three weeks after meeting on the app, is something's up. I'm not usually big on having long or daily con text conversations with anyone, especially before a uh, first date, because I'd rather wait to go get to know someone in person. But he was nice and he kept the conversation going. So we continued to chat. Just getting to know you type of stuff, uh, families, taste of music, TV shows, etc. After a lot of texts, we finally go on our first date. He was a gentleman. The conversation was good. And it seemed like we had a lot in common. We walked home. He walked me home and we hugged goodbye. Even though I had a good time, I felt left feeling unsure. I just couldn't tell if there was any romantic connection or I was feeling more friendship vibes. He texted when he got home that he, uh, that night he's saying he had a great time and then asked if I was interested in going out again the following week. I said yes. He made reservations for our second date. I felt like the second date went even better than our first and I had fun with him. He was thoughtful, easy to talk to, walked me home, and was a gentleman. He sent me a nice text when I when he got home saying I looked beautiful that night and that he had a lot of fun. All that being said, part of me was still unsure. I felt if I felt anything romantic. I thought it's probably because I haven't kissed him yet. Maybe I just need to kiss him to see how I feel, which brings me to our quote-unquote almost third date. So our second date was on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday, he immediately started brainstorming our ideas for the third date. By Thursday, we decided that I would go to his apartment on Saturday, he would cook, and we'd have wine. Ooh, he's really pushing that third date. Come over. He's like, get over here. I'm cooking. Thursday and Friday, we continued to text. He's just as chatty as ever. He seemed excited for Saturday. We continued to chat about what we were watching on Netflix. Then, bam, I wake up Saturday morning to this text. See attached. Um, we want to, he first apologizes for the long response time, which really wasn't that long at all. We had just talked Friday afternoon. As you can see, I gave a very short and sweet response. So let's see the text. Let's bring it up. Ready? Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, eight 30. I'll be eight 30 in the morning. She gets this text. I'll be him. You be her. Okay. Wait, hold on. Is this the, I'm sorry for the late response. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You're the blue. I'm the gray. I'll go. I'll go first. Hey, sorry for the late response time. I apologize. So unfortunately, I won't be able to do tonight. Some things have came up and I don't think I'll be able to make this work. I'm sorry. It was really great getting to know you and you're very pretty and sweet. So this is on me. Maybe we'll be able to reconnect in the future. It was really nice getting to know you. OK, no problem. Was nice getting to know you, too. Look how that's, sweet. That that's very cordial. Nice. That's cordial. Yeah. Okay. For, uh, as you can see, I gave a short and sweet response. Part of me thought, well, I wasn't even sure 
uh, yet if I was interested in him, so no big deal. But then the more I thought about it, the more it drove me crazy. Uh-oh, women in their thinking. Can't be doing too much of that. <laughs> it seems just crystal clear. Well, she writes, I was just like, wait, what the fuck happened? At this point, I'm just very confused. What could make a person go from hot and cold in a matter of hours? It's totally fine. He's just not that into me, but I've never experienced someone going from texting me all day, every day for a whole month, seeming very interested in our, in our next date, then bam, shutting the whole thing down hours later. It's like a switch flipped, and I just want to know what changed. I'm curious more than anything else. Jared, any ideas? Would love to know your thoughts. So what do we think? His ex reached out. Yeah. That's, that's as, but that, that's like the first thought I had as well. X another another out. person. Yeah. Every, here's what you have to realize on, in any dating situation. It's not about you. It's not personal. <laughs> it's about the person who you're dating. Cause everyone's the star of their own movie. Everyone's sitting there. This guy got on a dating app, started texting with you, pushed it off for three weeks because he probably had another relationship going on, whatever. And then he went out with you, had a good time, had a good time, had a good time. Then uh, X reaches out. He's like, Oh, I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want to lead anyone on. If we hang out on a third date when I'm cooking and I'm having her over, we might have sex and I might disappear on this person. And then I'll be a big dickhead. And I don't want to be that guy. And he backs out. And he goes, respectful. Exactly. And it's like, you have to let people go through their shit a little bit. And then realize it's not about you, right? Have you done this? Have you ever like gone from zero to 60 or 60 to zero? Absolutely. I was about to move in with a guy and then I met another guy on a podcast and then I called the other guy and I was like, we're done. He's like, what? And I'm like, we're done. What? (laughs) So what happened? How long were you? How long were you with the guy? We were together for like six months and there was something off, but I really liked him. We were about to move in and things were great. And then I met literally met Noah on the podcast, my future husband. And like, boom, just cancel, 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 like delete. So, so, but that's a perfect example to relate to this person. You didn't do that because the person you were moving in with was a bad person. You did did that because you had to get yours. (laughs) I met someone better. I met someone that suited me better for you. Yes, better for me. Like, for instance, the other guy was like, you know, like half Jewish, which is all good. But he was really into Christmas, which is great. But I'm a grinchy little angry Jew on Christmas. And I met this guy whose birthday is on Christmas. And I was like, this I can get behind. Well, this is all front. He'll get behind me. (laughs) I just think. This is one of those things that like we want to look into. And it's like and, and then what happens is she's like, I didn't even like him. It's like, again, you know, you're doing the same thing as him. You're thinking about yourself. You're thinking, well, I convinced myself who can't. Yeah, everyone's trying to get theirs. And then the person they end up with is someone who got them theirs the best. And it has nothing. And this guy, whether he's nice or not nice or likes you or doesn't like you. He's texting you all day because he's lonely, because he's missed that. That's how he, you know, he's probably used to a relationship and he's used to having that person in his life. And then that person comes back to his life and he's like, get the hell out of here. I'm good now. It's it's all selfish. Like apartments, like there's nothing wrong with this apartment, but this one's way better. Or this one's a better location. Or this one's more in my budget. This one has a bathtub. There's nothing wrong with the other apartment. Just because you like vanilla doesn't mean fuck chocolate. That doesn't mean... (laughs) At all. Yeah, he's doing you. I mean, if you can really change your whole mindset and being like, what a gift. He's not wasting my time. Like, I yeah. uh, time is very precious. I blinked. I went from being like, I mean, I think 21 to 31 was like a blink. I just turned 31 a couple of days ago. And I'm like, how the fuck am I 31? I'm supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be 21. This is this is <laughs> fucked up. What if you just started crying in the middle of the podcast? Like, hey, this get is out wrong. Last yeah. time I checked, I was twenty-one, and then I literally blinked. Time is precious. Don't let it happens quickly. Because if I'm thinking back, like when we met, you are twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, like thinking back to like the first time we met at I'm an like, open I'm mic. I'm in college. I'm a baby. Yeah, and now, so it's like I'm an this old guy. Fu- I'm on a worn out C-section that, yeah. scar old bitch. This old hag, <laughs> it could be you. So don't, let's give give credit where it's due. This guy didn't waste your time. 
he didn't enter go he didn't have his ex come back and we made up this ex scenario but his ex didn't come back and then he was like well i got this one last fling before i go back to the old you know he left girlfriend. the door open though he like left it he's like maybe we can oh yeah that. because he's not sure if this will work out with us and yeah he might come back to you i would i would actually say it's probable J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Esther Steinberg, thank you for so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. You're so funny. Ever, You're really giving a gift to these to these is, listeners. That's right. They, they don't they barely deserve you. That's listen. Oh my God. Are Do we, they are deserve we walking you? the dog track? Okay. So listen, everyone go follow Esther at Esther.steinberg on Instagram. Go, go, go. The special burning bush. It's gonna be anywhere you can get your on-demand fix going. App Google Play. Roku, Fandango, I don't know, all these things. It's out there. Go watch it. Esther's hilarious. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.